0: Which actually had their official week one last week. So football's rolling across the city. We love to see it.
1: Hello, football fans. This is the CBFA podcast with your regular Shouldice Park field announcers, Grant Pollack and Cole Fortner. I'm James Parks. Let's get to it.
2: How's everybody everybody good
0: indeed yeah Things In, are going indeed well. yeah. yeah indeed and ready for this weekend
2: <laughs> james where where can you find the uh standings they're not on the CBFA website are they they're just there's yeah. just the schedule it is
1: yeah it's on the main page you just gotta scroll down a bit
2: oh because it says schedule and all that kind of stuff i guess i was just looking for standings but okay just scroll down okay yeah
0: yeah i mean it is within the schedule as well but
2: is it i just didn't go down far enough okay
0: if you go to the upcoming week it actually has each team's um record
2: yeah okay i've got the records of the teams i've covered but i just kind of want to see the whole thing
1: yeah on the main page we've got the standings that includes uh uh each team's position their one loss record okay uh, points for and against and uh and points earned in the standings
2: Okay, yeah, I thought there was. I, I knew it was pilot error on my part.
1: Conveniently enough, it's right beside the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good, good player, embedded player.
0: Uh, yeah, it is too. <laughs> <laughs> do we have um, the our newer announcers joining us? Sorry, what was that? So, do we have our other announcers joining us?
1: Uh, not today. Okay. Uh, I have. Uh, I, I did send one additional invite out uh, for uh, Bill Monks to join us, but uh, he said Tuesday's a bad night for him. Uh, I guess it's uh, high school football night or something.
2: Yeah, there's high school games tonight.
1: Yeah, so he's at his, his kid's game.
2: Is there? Okay. Well, I'll Teniors? be gone. I'll be gone for a few weeks, so. You'll need somebody, I guess, for a couple. Yeah,
1: we'll of be we'll be calling I'm... in the the backups, the the second stringers.
2: Good, good. We'll Get everybody
1: yeah. into the game at some point, you know.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
1: So, welcome to the podcast, and um, yeah, uh, Grant, why don't you start off uh, with um, telling us about the games you saw?
2: Okay. Uh, both were blowouts. Eagles 70 over the Chiefs, 15-70-15. That's not unexpected. Eagles by far the best team in the league that I've seen. And I think the record proves that too. And the Wildcats 30, the Colts 6. A um, little closer. Wildcats really came on at the end in the second half. A little close. Colts played well. One thing about the Colts, that that's my takeaway from Saturday, is that uh, the Colts – like a lot of teams, I guess, have a lot of injuries. So they're forced to play a lot of players who wouldn't be in first-ring positions. And I thought they gutted it out really well. Uh, clearly, the Wildcats were the better team. But to me, the Colts just um, put on a display of what I think Bantam football is all about. It's not just about winning and losing. Sorry, Vince Lombardi, winning isn't everything especially when it comes to banning football, because, you know, I was talking to the, uh, to the coaching staff of the Colts, and he says, you know, we have to have little victories. And if we can get little victories, the kids will feel so good about themselves. And I saw that on display by the Colts on Saturday. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He was a player of the game. I think I want to say it's uh, Ian Milligan. If I got that right. Aiden, Aiden Milligan. Uh, number 25 for the Colts. He was punting. He was doing kick returns, punt returns. He was making tackles as a, uh, as a DB sign. He, he, he was everything. And I thought he just epitomized a young guy knowing his team was being outclassed that day by a better team, as at least by the score. And he just performed so hard. And, I, and I, I was proud of the kid. And the coaches told me after they texted me the next day, and said, you know, he was just so happy about how he played. And there were a few guys like him on the team. So even though the Colts lost, I just loved seeing that that day when the coach got back to me and said uh, how uh, uh, Aiden Milligan played and some of the other guys. It was it just made the team feel great. The 30-6 to 6 loss uh, really didn't matter that much. It was how they played and how they gutted it out. So way to go, Colts. Way to go, coaching staff job well done uh, the other game Eagles and uh, Chiefs what you'd expect right you guys have seen the Eagles play you know they're so good in all facets of the game um, uh, coach Coach Chris Bailey of the Chiefs knew what he was up against uh, but he too like the Colts coaching staff knew the team had to get small little victories by outstanding play little tougher against the Eagles but um, I still think they did it one thing I want to shout out to the Eagles is that um, they have 55 players show up for their team this year. That was way and above what they've had before. So the Eagles are good this year because they had so many good players try out. They couldn't keep anybody. He was saying even our second stringers are so good too. So the Eagles are just a powerhouse this year and we got to give kudos to that organization. Their player of the game was number 80, Austin Croker. Uh, this guy is a linebacker and he's all over the place. Anytime there's a running game by the opposition, Coker's always in there uh, making tackles, getting fumbles and all that kind of stuff. So that's my quick uh, overview of the two games that I, I saw.
1: Right on. A uh, quick comment about about that. Um, you're absolutely right. The CBFA is, is supposed to be a developmental league and, and it's so important for for the kids to, to learn things as they're going and and to keep on developing. And um, yeah, it's a little more important than the wins and losses, especially when we have these uh, imbalanced results.
2: Yeah. I mean, come playoff time, towards the end of the season, the wins mean everything, right? And then you want to see the best team. You want to see the Eagles thrive or or like I love in sports, I like seeing the best teams maybe get knocked off a little bit. I like seeing the Yankees in the playoffs in baseball, but I love seeing who's going to knock them off. I love seeing the best golfers in the big matches, but I want to see who can knock them off. So that's what sports is all about. And Bantam football is no different, right? When it comes to the playoffs, we want to see the best there, but see who can maybe do the upset. too. Absolutely. Yep.
1: Cool. How about cool. your games?
2: Okay. It's just, 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 oh. just one more thing um, yeah. for the Chiefs. Cause uh, they're a running back, Marco, Marco Williams. Man, he, he had the ball a lot. Again, they were short, uh, short staffed on that team because of injuries. And he, he had a gutsy effort too. So way to go, Marco Williams. And their tight end uh, number 89, uh, Jack Welch. Uh, He was, uh, he was uh, uh, punting, had some success there, faked a punt, great play. And it's an outstanding play Uh, Fooled the Eagles completely. And, uh, the player of the game for the Chiefs was number 11, defensive back uh, Caden Lang. He was in on almost every tackle, be it a, a run or a pass, a reception by uh, the Eagles, Caden Lang was in there. So great play by those guys.
1: Awesome.
0: Uh, for for my games, I mean, the first one I had was the uh, battle of the defenses between the Stampeders and the Bulldogs. So uh, we honestly thought that that game was going to finish One nothing nothing. off of a rouge in the second half or in the second quarter. Yeah, (laughs) Um,
1: one nothing at halftime.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bulldogs got close a couple times. Like I think they got down to the two yard line at one point in time, and from there they actually ended up losing about twenty yards uh, within their three down set from the goal line. It was just defensive battle all over the place, and you know. I and mean, it showed because you know Bulldogs again have a defensive player of the game and uh, number fifty-two Logan Hunter, who is I thought is pretty in contention, pretty much all season, for the games that I've that I've watched and called of the Bulldogs. So I mean, it was a, it was a interesting interesting first battle to see in one of the first, one of the three shutout games that we had this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Also, the only one that wasn't a massive blowout either
2: which yeah. was nice.
1: Yeah, that yeah. game finished 9 nothing for the Bulldogs.
0: Wow. No, single touchdown.
2: So, so, Cole, watching that, was it fun to watch? I guess the outcome was always in doubt. So, I guess defensive struggle, yes, but you didn't know who was going to win. Was that exciting then in that point of view?
0: It wasn't really exciting. much of an offensive struggle, I would say. It was just well, – I mean, even though I did say it, I mean, it was the fact that, you know, the offenses would move down the field. But then the defenses would step it up when they needed to, like really when they needed to, and just prevented either team from doing anything inside the 30. They like normally you see, you know, teams with the good good red zone push and stuff on defense. And both Stampeders and Bulldogs did whatever they could on defense, you know, 30 yards in, 20 yards in in the red zone. It was it was it was a nice, it was a nice battle, and it was nice to not see one of those blowout games yeah. That we've, that we've seen the last couple of weeks and including, yeah. you know, in five of the six this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well,
2: and that'll be good for those teams. You know, if they have to go up against Eagles Strong running game down the road sometime, if defense defensive strong. So who knows, that bodes well for the future.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is, too, is like San Peters did try to go in the air a bit more, a lot, I think, a fair amount more than the Bulldogs did. Bulldogs kept it on the ground a lot. And yeah, I think that, I think their issue was just not, they tried to spread the ball around, but only one guy at the time was, um, that was uh, Erie Oler-Rubofin who actually ended up giving the um, Mm -hmm. player of the game game to again, even though he's the running back, he was all over the ball offensively for them, you know, receiver wise and running the ball out of the backfield. And it was, I, I think just the spread of the ball or not, Spreading the ball is what what eventually ended up harming the Stampeders in that game.
2: Mm-hmm. Good stuff.
0: My second game, on the other hand, was a little bit uh, lopsided between the Mavericks and the Rebels. It was nice to see the Rebels. They came back in the late in the game. Mm-hmm. They went into the game with one score, I believe it was one score. I think they had six points in week three it was against the Lions assuming this one score and not two field goals um, and they end up putting up you know I mean they lost 46 to 19 but they still got up 19 points against a solid Maverick side mm-hmm. I think that that team will be able to I mean part of the issue is they have, they have missed they've had the postponed game because of um, the COVID stuff and then they've had the one game canceled if I'm, if I'm correct on that. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's a good, uh, th- how they, how they finished that game and how well and strong they finished that game to put up three scores. It was, I think they'll be able to carry that into, into next week, whether or not they'll win is another question. Cause I'm not sure who they, who they play That's uh, the Bulldogs. So that's going to yeah. be a tough battle for them, but it's, it's going to be it's going to be good for them developmental wise and player mentality-wise to take that score and just use it as motivation into upcoming weeks.
2: It's like what I was saying a little bit earlier on that those kinds of teams have to have those small victories within the game to make themselves feel good, uh, to increase their team self-esteem for the next week. So that I completely agree with you. Uh, those nineteen points might mean a whole lot
0: to that team. Well, the other interesting thing too was it was like the first half from the crowd was just quiet. And then once the rebels started scoring I mean it looked like both teams had about equal amount of supporters over there. But once the rebels started scoring, yeah. you could you could really hear the parents and everybody get behind get behind them.
2: Yeah, that's great. That's what you want to see in here, don't you? That's what it's all about for me. Even
0: yeah, even though the team is, you know Yeah, still. Not not doing line. favorably in the scoreboard. Yeah, it's it was it was nice to see. And we actually had an offensive lineman player of the game in that game. Good. Well, that was, would
1: have been the Mavericks player. That
0: would have been the Mavericks player that I yeah. butchered his name on during the yeah. uh, announcement. Uh, Gi-
1: <laughs> Giuseppe Cuccinello.
0: Yeah, that is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the player of the game for the rebels was um, uh, running back Rahima Holaki, and she had uh, a really strong game. She didn't break any really long runs, but she was consistently gaining yards and and uh, making first downs. I believe she scored uh, one or two there touchdowns. She didn't score any. Oh, she didn't score any. I don't know.
0: No, I have, I have, I have my notes.
1: Okay, good. Hmm. <laughs> I, know, I know she was carrying the ball all day and
0: yeah.
1: uh, uh, really uh, full measure for for her selection.
0: No, they only had one rushing touchdown and it was the quarterback ran it in.
1: Oh, the sneaker.
0: Yeah. The, the two were throws.
1: Yeah, Marquez Kane is pretty strong quarterback.
0: It was the, uh, the Mavericks that ran in five of their six touchdowns. It was their... They moved Devin Zhang from RB to QB for that game.
1: That's right. He did. I'm not
0: sure if their Q is injured or not. Or if that was just their plan. But they went direct snap to the running back, and he was throwing running for most of the game, and he had some massive runs in that game.
1: Yeah, he sure did.
2: Uh, I have are you finished Cole I don't want to interrupt yeah yeah, I'm good I was just going to say I have not covered a game or have seen the Cowboys play yet this year either I've been away missed the games or whatever Uh, and I I see they beat the Hilltoppers 38 nothing this last week Um, I'm sure you guys have Uh, can you give me a little breakdown on the Cowboys I mean, usually pretty good team and still a good team this year
1: Yeah, they're definitely a good team this year. Um, I think uh, they've got a a solid offense uh, behind uh, quarterback Phineas Gerdson, and um, more impressed. I'm I'm a lot more impressed with their defense. Uh, They have been solid in every outing. They've been able to stop the run. They've been able to stop um, um, passes. Um, They. I think they've only given up eight points on the season so far through yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, that was the week one game against the Raiders. Right, so they haven't given which up they lost that game, up,
1: right? Oh, uh, really, really strong uh, on both sides of the ball. They're they're going to be they're going to give somebody a handful in the playoffs. That's for sure.
2: So they've lost just once. That was that first game.
0: Their first game, they lost eight to six,
2: and that's it. They've
0: yeah, they haven't. They've posted okay. shout-outs every other week.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, I hope to see them when I come back from my time away. I like to see how they how they are. It was to
0: good team. Um uh, mm-hmm. be rather interesting to see how this get how the season shapes up in the couple of weeks that we're both gone.
2: Yeah, it will be interesting. Well, you know, some of the who was it I was talking to, I think I I think it was the Colts, uh, uh, Coach Al. Why why uh, why Brennan Is that his name, James?
1: Uh, yes. I
2: don't know if um, I'm pronouncing that right. I call him Al. <laughs> Way um And he was just saying, you know, we've got a lot of injuries and we're okay, but we're going to be a lot better in the next couple of weeks. Now, any coach would say that, I guess, when they have injured players coming back. But uh, if that's the case, then, you know, just, just, just more teams being more competitive later in the season. When uh, Cole and I come back in a few weeks, <laughs> it's all about us. That's right. Hey, have you guys heard of uh, that number 94 for the Colts? Have you seen him play? You know what I mean by number 94? His name is Isaac Brisson. He's uh I remember. He's, he's six foot five, 195 pounds, with a size 15 shoe.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: This kid is a defensive end. Though they did move him, move him back off the line a little bit, kind of playing as a, uh, a second middle linebacker, if you will. Um, I, I, you know, he's, he's just big and powerful. So he, I wouldn't say he's an outstanding player that I could see right now. But this kid is going to be good. I don't think he's been long into uh, football. I think baseball's been his sport. But I just want to point out a player that caught my eye naturally. So I asked some of the coaches about him, and that's who he is. Isaac Brisson, number 94 for the Colts defensive end, 6'5", 195 pounds, and uh, size 15 shoe. So. (laughs) Well, if he could, if he can continue to develop, this kid is going to be something just by sheer size, and he, you know, learns more technique and skills as his years go on, and in, in football, be fun to watch. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's been. I think I had them last week. Though my first game against the Bulldogs.
2: Yeah, I didn't notice him making a lot of plays. Maybe they were double teaming him. I'm not sure. I didn't see his name, but he stands out physically on the field. Yeah. Um, So I I still think he's learning the game. I still think he's learning the game. As as I said, he came from baseball, so he's learning the craft and how to play the game. But big kid.
0: Well, I mean you've also only got two eyes and there's 24 players on the field it's hard to watch all of them every single second of the game right
2: it is it is it is i try and find out find a couple of guys that i can talk about and certainly he's he stood out uh, so yeah that's all that i got from what i saw
1: maybe uh he's one of the players that will catch the eye of um bill monks and dan peterson they've been attending uh, parts of every game, trying to see all the players as they're playing and um, get an, uh, a feel for them and understand, uh, you know, who, who they should select for the All-Stars. Oh. So the upcoming, uh, at the end of the season, we, we always celebrate the All-Stars uh, that, are, that are chosen. This year will be no different um, in that regard anyways. Uh, usually they're also selecting uh, the selects players at this time, but uh, that is oh, yeah. not, That's not really on this year. this year. There's no selects uh, program uh, for this year uh, due to COVID again. They, That's could, too bad. they could probably put a team together, but it would be difficult to find them any competition. So
2: I know. Just... Uh, I mean, some guys, I'm uh, just more names have caught my eye. Uh, player of the game for the Wildcats uh, was Larkin O'Connor, linebacker. Uh, good, A good, strong game from him. Have you guys seen this Caden Cole offensive and defensive lineman for the Chiefs? My gosh, he's, he's everywhere for that team. He's just a big, strong kid on the offensive line and good defensive lineman too. So uh, just looks like a football player, plays like a football player energetic but uh, in control of himself so kaden cole caught my eye this week as he did week before too so good player for the chiefs
0: i think this week should be some should be an interesting week despite the fact that don't get to see any games personally we've got mm-hmm. the final undefeated battle of the season battle of the 5-0 uh, Eagles against the 4-0 Raiders. Jeez, I like to be there.
2: 3 o'clock
1: at Hellard. That should yeah. be a dandy. I'll be yeah. there for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so and it'll only be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You can get
2: Sorry. No, I... I, I was going to say the, uh, the the Raiders had a big win, right? 46 nothing this past week.
1: That's right uh, over the lions
0: yeah well yeah so that should be should be a really interesting game to see how those two you know meet up and how, how it shakes up the standings you know you have the Cowboys four and one they're in the hunt still for for that they'll be you know quite eager to try to grab that second place spot from either one of those two depending on scores scores and stuff. And they take on the Colts for one and 4 Mm-hmm. Other games you got Stampeders three and two against Mavericks two and three. Yeah, free- it's a
2: pretty good even game right there, right? Eh? Even records, pretty close.
0: We'd hope. Yeah, that should be yeah. a good game
2: too. Yeah, yeah. Evenly matched, I think, from what I've seen.
0: You'd hope even the one team put up forty six points and the other one got shut out last week.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, from what I've seen there e- the talent, the talent level looks pretty even. I would yeah. say, I would say. But.
0: Got the 0 five Chiefs against the three and two Lions. Uh, should be, could be an interesting one. Chiefs looking for their first win. One and four Hilltoppers against the three and two Wildcats. Again, should be an interesting one. See if Hilltoppers can respond back from their thirty eight nothing loss to the Cowboys. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Lions also looking to come back from a loss. Uh, Bulldogs three and two against Rebels zero and four. Talked about that one a little bit earlier. And then the other yeah. two. The Eagles and Raiders, Cowboys and Colts. So lots of
2: fun times. shoulder I still ahead?
1: That's
0: right. Well, even more so, you know now that you know. High school football's back, junior, juniors, and seniors. And I think dinos are, or dinos dinos should be underway now.
2: Yeah, I I thought they were last weekend, but I haven't seen a score. So maybe it's starting this weekend. I know it's a reduced schedule this year from eight to six, isn't it? I believe. Yeah.
0: Not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it is. We had the, um, there was a scary, something that we should talk about is that, you know, the the wonderful program that is being sponsored um by the NFL called tread um on concussions yeah on concussions because that was one that came up in um i don't remember what university it is but their team name is the g's out in ontario uh
2: was it was was it Guelph
0: i it Guelph they just had the, the team had the the player die following the game this week
2: Oh yeah, Ottawa Gigi's.
0: Yeah, Ottawa Gigi's, that's what I'm doing. Ottawa
2: Gigi's the player passed away after the game.
0: I'm that's right. I haven't heard much from that, but one is led to believe it's head trauma related.
2: Yeah, I really haven't looked much into that, so I don't know if I should comment, but um that could be. I mean, I, I haven't heard.
0: Yeah, I re- I, mean, I
2: remember yeah, that program with the NFL, that's that's phenomenal. I mean. Families should take advantage of that. That's where they have to um, sign up their kid. They do a a base study, right? A base study. And then if the kid should get hurt at all, uh, they've got the care automatically uh, with the University of Calgary Sport, uh, the athletic sports injury clinic. So,
0: yeah.
2: And yeah, that's. The NFL, I I remember I was at that news conference, that must be 10 years ago, I think, or something like that, a long time ago. And they gave a lot of money to uh, uh, the University of Calgary, and that's where this concussion protocol and study started. So it is a great program. James, do you know our families, our kids taking advantage of that? Do you have Um, any idea?
1: I believe they are, um, our, uh, our athletic therapists have been working pretty closely with our, our teams for a few years, um, providing baseline testing for concussion and that sort of thing. So, um, this is definitely not something new to the CBFA. Um, I see. It's been going on for, for a while. Yeah. Because,
2: because the program has been around for a long time. That's right. Yeah. I'm just wondering: Is it a success? Are parents and kids willing to sign up as uh, they want to? I'm just wondering. I I hope they're taking advantage of it.
1: I believe they all have signed up. I I I don't think. Oh, is that right? eh? I I, I'm not sure if we've given them a choice.
2: Oh, I see. So, but why not? You've got that at your disposal,
1: right? Yeah, Yeah. it's it's something that um, you know we we need a tool to understand how. Um, a kid might be affected by by hit and if we don't have the baseline to measure against then we really don't know how injured he may be he or she may be so it's a it's a great program and it's certainly been helpful in um, in our league
2: and I would think it's comforting for parents to know if their kids are signing up to play football, there is something like this around to keep their kids safer.
0: Yeah. Cause I think that's, that's one of the biggest um, topics, uh, topics of conversation that's come up around football and why there's probably fewer athletes in the game now, especially at the you know Bantam peewee level and even shows in high school was you had movies like the movie concussion come out, which really highlighted a lot of, a lot of this issue. Um, And it almost created more of a, more of a scare versus Mm -hmm. enlightenment on, on the issue. But this, this program is just so fantastic in what it, what it actually does. I actually spoke with one of the head, uh, the leads for it, for the study a couple of years ago and he was saying that you know one of the things that did that they do is they you know they might check the blood the blood how it oxygenates through through the player before and after um to see if that can try and you know determine whether or not the player even has a concussion or how bad it can be and they're just trying to determine you know just so many different they're trying to just figure out what's the best way if even possible to even deti- to de- um, detect a detective even a small concussion
2: mm-hmm. and then
0: mm-hmm. what they can do to you know help um, you know get the player back on their feet and it's just it's, it's nice to see that it's getting that funding from the you know the biggest league in football I mean I don't want to take away from the CFL or anything yeah. but yeah you know millions of dollars in the NFL yeah. it's nice to see that that's being used for something very helpful
2: yeah no, well said, well said. And uh, I completely agree with you. And I think it's uh, it's something I think parents and their kids can make them feel more secure in this sport and in this league is that there is this massive research and organization from, as you say, the NFL, they one of the richest leagues in all the world. Funding in Calgary is a big part of that. So uh, if your kids play in football, keep them safe. And if they do get a little neck, this will help determine uh to get them back not get them back get them healthier all that kind of stuff so
0: it's good and i just want to correct my note the gg's player there's not been a cause of death and he passed away over the weekend
2: yeah i that's so what i thought i didn't hear the reason i mean yeah. there's a lot of speculation
0: you know,
2: yeah I haven't, I haven't heard
1: and just good to, uh, stuff just good to, to bring company, that up. Uh, uh, for us the uh the company that the CBFA works with is competitive edge sport therapy. And if anybody has any questions or concerns, they can email info at cesporttherapy.com. That's competitive edge.
2: I've been to competitive edge. They've helped me get healthy. There you go. I'm, li- I'm, I'm living proof. They can do a good job. <laughs> Why well, don't do good?
0: So they helped you get your competitive edge back.
2: <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they help sort this and soar that and move this. So, no, they're very good. They, I think they've got two locations, one in the north, one in the south. Awesome. Well, James, can you get by without us uh, for a couple of weeks? Are you okay?
1: I will certainly try. I'm probably okay. going to set up something for a night other than, than uh, a Tuesday to record next week so that I can uh, get uh, maybe a guest on or... Uh, or, or have, well, Daniel seemed pretty excited. So I'll get his email address and I'll send him an invitation and get him on here. He can, he can talk about uh, the games that he, uh, he's.
2: Yeah. Set. Yeah. And when I come back and I've talked to some of the coaches cause they say they've watched it and they've heard what we said, as a matter of fact, Cole, one of the coaches used one of the things you said last week, remember you were saying that the Eagles game, uh, uh this past week against the, uh, The Chiefs could be a you know look past game you
0: know one of those games trap game yeah game yes 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 trap game
2: he heard you say that on this podcast he used that at practice (laughs) so you helped motivate the Eagles. You Should feel good. good. No,
1: we have at least one listener.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, when you're when you're undefeated, you know, going against a team that hasn't, or you know, that's zero and five now it's, I mean, I, I've, I've had my coach tell me that in the past, too. It's, you know, because we were in a position where we were like that, you know, undefeated team playing a winless team. It's, you know, it's such a trap game.
2: Yeah, trap game. Yeah, that's, what, that's the word. Uh, well, it's good. Um, but James, when I come back, we got to get a coach on. So like there's, uh, maybe just get one more on or something like that. I think that'd be fun to get a, you know, especially if we get into the playoffs, you know, maybe a coach who's playing, I think it'd be kind of fun to to grill them.
1: Absolutely. We'll have to find out when uh when they're available.
2: Yeah, that's true because around this time they're just finishing practicing or practicing.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. True. It's good. It's good to know that I helped the team put up 70 points though.
2: <laughs> yeah, you you, <laughs> you played bit a of, part. Bit of, over,
0: bit of overkill.
2: The Chiefs don't like you though.
0: No, apparently not. <laughs>
2: it's okay. You know, you're a real sports guy when you got somebody hating you and somebody liking you. That's that's the nature <laughs> of yeah. the biz. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just think I just think what what you said was was really good, and uh, the coach agreed with you.
0: Apparently. Uh, and James, I should be able to possibly join in while I'm on my vacay. I just obviously won't be able to talk about what's happened in the games, but I can help keep the conversation going if you need.
2: Sure. Oh, Depends on, on, on where I right. am. Yeah. he will
1: give you give the, the weather
2: forecast where he is.
0: There, yeah. Tuesday, I'd probably be on the island. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks for this. All right. Cool. Thanks Have a good joining. time. We'll see you in a few weeks. James, you too. We'll enjoy your weeks, trip. Man. Thank you. you. Bet. Take care, care Cycling. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks to Competitive Edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a plug in there.
1: See you guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks for listening.